Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let Mom's Green Thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give Mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Hello and welcome to this Golf Channel podcast presented by Top Golf. I'm Rex Hoggard and it's my pleasure to be joined by editorial director Jay Coffin and colleague Ryan Ladner, senior writer, insider, aficionado. Hello, Ryan. How are you? Hello. You doing all right? Hello, Rex. All right. We're looking ahead to 2019. It's our franchise, the Newsmakers. We always sit down at the end of the year and come up with our top 10 list of newsmakers. Now we're looking into our crystal ball and we're trying to figure out. Always dangerous. Always dangerous. Yeah. We're trying to figure out what the 2019 newsmakers are. I have a little list. But I'm just going to throw this one out there. It, it, this is totally a hunch. I may be completely off base, but Tiger Woods. What do you think? He's been the Discuss. number one newsmaker for the last 27 years. I think it's probably a good idea to have him number one again. But why? Since he was 19, because... No matter when the career grand slam. That's why. Because he's going to win the grand slam. The single season grand yep, slam. Could be. Oh man, let's put that on a headline. <laughs> the real I mean, producer fella, put that on a headline right now. The real answer why is because no matter what he does, yeah. will warrant being number one, and that's just kind of the way it is. Plays but, well, he's number one. Plays poorly, he's number one. Correct. Plays indifferently, he's still probably number correct. one. Correct. And we're probably going to get a little bit of both, right? So what do you think? But that's my point. Is he going to play well? Is it going to be another season like we had this year? Or is it going to be something in the middle? I think, I think it's a luxury that we can even be talking about him and having expectations to win a major this year. I think, I think it's a reasonable expectation to think that he can do the exact same thing he did in the majors in 2019 that he did in 2018. By that, I mean he can contend for two of them. I can certainly see him winning a major in 2019. Absolutely. Which one? For a lot of different reasons. Well, the Masters, for a, for a lot of reasons. One, it's, it's the first on the list. Two, that place, more than anywhere else, suits a guy with institutional knowledge, and very few, if anybody, outside of Phil, I would say, have the type of institutional knowledge when it comes to Augusta National as Tiger Woods. And I just think his game is at a point. If you look at what he did really well coming down the stretch in 2019, it was that iron play, that long yeah, iron play. It was vintage, and was we all know Augusta's a second-shot golf course. I mean, you can – now, granted, he's going to have to have a good putting week, not a great putting week. That's the difference in Tiger Woods, in my opinion, now, where he could win before with a mm, decent putting week. Now I think he needs to roll some putts above in. Average. Yes, it he needs to be above average. average. But I, I don't see – I mean, we all know what he's done at Pebble before. I don't know if that's out of the realm of possibility. Beth Page for the PGA. And, I mean, Royal Port Rush for the Open Championship is going to yeah, be, be a bit of a toss-up. But, I mean, any of these places would, would suit his game. I, I can certainly see him winning a major and two or three other titles along the way simply because given the right week, right. the difference this year compared to last year, in my opinion, will be he did the one-offs in the comeback. So he went to Tampa, the Bass Bar Championship. He kind of went out of his way during this comeback to make sure he was – 
back at full strength. He's going to go back and play his normal schedule. Well, and in that's where, and, and that's where now we're going. Now that's where the expectations are are really going to be high because in 2018 it was like, okay, we get to Bay Hill, the Memorial, even the places where he's played very well, Bridgestone, right? There were expectations before he got his first win. This could be where he happens to play well because is there, well, now that he's got that first win, we know what he has in him. Now it's going to be, oh, well, these are places where he should win again. Doesn't mean he's going to win again, but now when he shows up at Bay Hill, who's not going to think that Tiger Woods is going to be top five? At Bay Hill, the memorial, the, the places that were his playground for 20 years now all of a sudden are his playground. But, but the thing going back to his old schedule means he's playing the best fields Correct. every single time. Yeah, that, that was kind of my point. Val, Valspar was, the was a so-so field. Right. Quick, quick and loans where he right. played well was a very weak right. field. I mean, this is he's he's always going to be playing these courses well. But this is also the era of Dustin Johnson and Brooks Kepka and, and Rory. Those guys are going to play well in those big events, too. It's just, it's just harder. It's going to be harder for him to compete and contend. I think he can do it. Right. It's the deepest fields on the hardest golf courses yes, it is. that he has to face. But now. also, now think about it, though. He's also now going to be in the WGCs. He's going to be in the match play. He has the chance to go to Mexico, smaller field. Like he's, he's also opened up a couple other events where – you just don't know. And, and to your point there, Lav, is that's kind of one of the reasons why I wasn't sure he was going to win. Was as great as he played at the PGA, he still was not as good as Brooks Kepka. As great as he played at the Open, he still wasn't as good as some of those guys down the middle. And yeah, the Tour Championship only has a smaller field. I still didn't know for four days if he could be better than all of those other guys, that every one of those other guys would not have their best and that he was going to be better than them. I didn't, I didn't know that. So him playing the best events on the best fields next year. He already proved that he can hang with them, so now why can't he beat them on a, on a consistent basis but I think a couple the P times a year? I think the PGA is a litmus test on this one. Yeah, Look, it, it, he made it close. He made it entertaining. Yeah. I never had a doubt in my mind that Brooks was going to do whatever Brooks needed to do to win that title. As good as Tiger played coming down the stretch, and he played phenomenal. And most importantly, Brooks didn't falter no. when Tiger was making the run. Yeah. However... Yeah. You could say Rory very much faltered at the Tour Championship. He did. Ooh. He did not play well on Sunday at Eastlake, mm -hmm. and I think that's you know he probably isn't going to admit it. But that has everything to do with okay, I, I'm going to lay the wood on Tiger early. He pressed it. Nothing was there, and he ended up finishing bottom of the pack. I mean, yeah. let's face it. It was. Yeah. I think you're going to get one of those two things. But to Jay's point, yes, to, to think that one of these top players isn't going to find a way to have his one of his best weeks. When Tiger's having his best week, I still don't know if Tiger at his best is good enough to beat Brooks at his best or JT or Dustin. We can go down the and list. This is why, hear me, hear me out here, <laughs> is go when on. it comes to majors. 30 right, seconds, no, no, I can, Well, give me 45. When it, come, when it comes to majors and we, we want to try to project how many he can win or will win, what do we think, three or four more years of him being competitive? Maybe. In majors? So let's say four, right? So we're talking about 16 majors. Half of those majors, he probably won't be playing his best. That's down to eight. Half of those, somebody else is going to be playing better. We're giving him three or four legitimate chances for the stars to be aligned. And I think it, I think they're all in 2019. No, I, think I think all that, the like. I if, think it might be right. If, if he doesn't, or the Masters the next couple years. If, if he doesn't win in 2019, I'm not sure he's going to get to 15. If he doesn't do it this year, if he doesn't do it Augusta, if he doesn't do it at Pebble, 15. if he doesn't do it, 15. If he, yeah, to get, no, get the 15. I, we were talking about 18 before. I mean, you're, you're worried about 15. Those are jokes. Baby steps. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think if, if he doesn't win a major in 2019, I'm not sure he's going to win. Yeah. Because, because right now, I think we can say that Tour Championship was the best he played yep. 
all year long. He dialed back the um, his shaft. Yep. He he increased so the loft on his driver. His, his driver He's was the difference in why he Absolutely. won that golf tournament 100%. as opposed to why he didn't win previously. 100%. Now you give him four months at the end of 2018, moving into 2019, to get that even more dialed in. He can keep his iron play where it was. He puts a little bit more time in, in putting. He kind of went back and forth between different putters uh, in 2018. He has time now mm -hmm. to figure it out and be even better in 2019, but he still has the, the sense that there's a, there's a ticking clock and how, yep. how much longer his body can do the wear and tear of a, of a full tour season. All right, well, we touched on this, and obviously Tiger's going to be on top of our list at the end of 2019. But the other one that, that seems fascinating to me, I can't think of a year when the four major venues have bring so much expectations. Yeah, collectively. Because, yes. I yeah. mean, every year it's Augusta National. Yeah. Of course, they do what they do there. But Pebble Beach, there's so much history there in what that golf course. Don't forget the second major of the year now is the PGA. Uh, that's that's true. Beth Page, we'll get to that. Beth Page Black for the year's second major, the PGA Championship, and and I do believe that the Open Championship might have the the best major venue this year outside of Augusta. So good. I mean, rural Port Rush is a very special place. I think there's going to be some logistical concerns, but I can't think of another year that can compare to this as far as just quality of venues. Yeah. Rex, uh, side side note: Rex Hoggard has some uh, has some scar tissue at Royal Port. I did lose that sure. match, didn't sure. I? Yeah. yeah, I did. Let's share that with the might audience. Have a, might have been a four and three drubbing. To, it was uh, over early. Yeah, that was wasn't my best. To, Jay, to me, for me. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, of course. But, <laughs> but I digress. No, it's going to be all four. Right. You know that no matter what happens at all four of those, it's going to be terrific. Because just the pictures, yep. how beautiful they're going to be. The PGA. It's going to be terrific at Beth Page. But moving. Makes well, it. Beth Page is going to be good because of the crowds. Let's well, be honest. It is, but yes. it's also. But it's also now it's it's sort of different. It's this rebirth. It's going to be second. So now, it's going to be a big deal for whoever won the Masters to now come to the PGA and ask and answer all those and, questions. And TBC Sawgrass is going to play like it should for the players. Absolutely. In March, absolutely. East Lake is going to play differently in late August for the end of the of the FedEx Cup season. And the schedule, yeah, I, I want. I think the schedule is going to be a big part of that, and that's what you just touched on. I mean, the fact that. The PGA is moving to May. The Players' Championship is moving back to March. It's going to have such different a different flow. different flow to the season. I mean, I think you're going to guys are probably going to take a little bit of time to try to adjust to this, to try to figure out exactly what works best for them because you have so many top events now condensed in, into such a small window. But you know, you could pick apart all of the changes to the schedule, and there's tons and tons of them. But if you look at it, it's going to make the tour season better. Yeah. You're not going head to head with football anymore. You're, you're ending it at a time of year when there is relatively not a lot going on in the sports landscape. And you're also creating those five months of marquee events every mm -hmm. single month. I, I think that's only going to be good for the game. I think the, the Rocket Mortgage Classic is going to be diminished. Those type of events are going to be worse, but I think the big events are going to be better, which for the health of golf and getting all those great players together yeah, mainstream five, six, headlines seven, eight there, times a yeah. year. I think that's that's better than having these C-level events be a little bit increased by yeah. having one or two stars mingled in there. And players are going to have some hard decisions. You know, you're going from Riviera to Mexico to the Florida swing, and everybody, you know, and there's just going to be some times where, where you mentioned, Rex, you can't play, you want to play four in a row, you absolutely cannot play four in a row because the fourth is going to be the players. There's no and break. There's no, so, there's I mean, to take a break. people are going to, hometown events now aren't guaranteed for, Tiger's not guaranteed to play the Honda. 
It's just, it's just not because if he's going to play Bay Hill the next week in Mexico the week before, or maybe he doesn't play Mexico but does play the Honda and Bay Hill, but if he does, the players is going to be the third. Like, this is stuff that With we sort of eat, after that. sleep, drink, and breathe. Exactly, that we – it's sort of – inside baseball but if you're a casual golf fan and you're interested in this just sit down and look at where tigers usually played and look at where they're all line up this next year and 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 sort of multiply that with all the other bigger players and there are going to be some hurt feelings out there when some big boys don't show up to some events they've always showed up well what's going to happen is tiger's not going to show up at bay hill or the honda classic or something going to be like what's happening here and and i can see him not playing on what do you what do you play 19 times this year, that was his second heaviest workload yeah. since 2005. He ain't playing 19 times nope. in the 2018-19 nope, season. Not happening. Going to be closer to the 15, yeah. which means he's got to cut out some yeah. some tournaments somewhere. Absolutely. Well, and even towards the end of the season, you know, you go from the Open Championship to uh, the WGC Memphis, yeah. in Memphis, and then the Wyndham will kind of be the off week now, mm-hmm. and then you have three straight playoff events. Unless you want to win that three million dollar bonus for being the number one on the points list. Sure, sure, that's going to be high on a lot of guys' list. But if you look at it, it's going to be five out of six weeks right there, and you can come up with these different scenarios where all right, the, I'm going to have to play seven out of eight or five out of six, and the modern player just doesn't want to do that. Right. Just wait till 2020 when the Olympics are thrown back in there. Hmm. Uh, yeah, that's not going to be good. Uh, and the other thing that I think is going to come up, and, and we've seen it already with Cam Champ, uh, is... Cam Champ is going to be a newsmaker in 2019. Yes, I, I, or someone from that rookie class is going to be a newsmaker, because I do think there's some talent coming out of that class. Such as? Well, well Cam Champ's already won. Yes. I mean, if you go down the list, and once, once you've got a guy that's already on the list that early... I mean, I can tell you're a big Sunjay Im fan. He certainly was dominant on the web.com tour last year. Yes, he was. <laughs> but Cam, Cam Champ, in all seriousness, has the potential to be a game changer. I've, I saw some ridiculous things on Twitter after, after Cam Champ won an opposite field event in, in Mississippi saying, this is the guy who's going to break Tiger's records. Yeah, Let's pump the brakes a little yeah, bit. Yeah. I followed this guy in college. He won one college tournament. <laughs> he was hurt for a year and a half. He has a history of back issues. There's a reason why he was six on the money list. It's not like he won ten times on the web.com and was absolutely dominant. There's still some holes in his game. Now, I do think PJ Tour is more conducive to uh, his style of game. I think mm-hmm. as Brooks Koepke and Dustin Johnson have shown, it's, it's certainly a power hitter. Can he elevate himself to that level, though, in one year? No. I'm not, not sure. I'm not year. sure. Not I, think that's, I think that's the great – I think that's, that's why he's going to be so interesting to watch in 2019 because there is so much unknown about what he brings. I think his I think his wedges are have certainly gotten better over the last couple of years, and he could do the Dustin Johnson thing. I mean, it took Dustin a couple of years to figure out how to dial the wedges in, and once he did, he got to world number one. I mean, Cam Champ was first in driving, and I think he was second in putting. In putting yeah, at Sanderson Farms, he's going to win every single time if that is the combination. Well, yeah. Uh, not the deepest field in the world, but yeah, I see what you're saying. If yeah. he, can, he can get those two things to come together, and then I I fully expect, and maybe this will just be us being prisoners of the moment but us to be sitting here this time next year talking about the tour championship and x player should have won but because he had a handicap index of y he ended up finishing tied for second there's just no way around it and what i think the tour i think, I think you've already written your column for, for i've already written for, it for, for late times. august 2019 just pencil in the name that's all you have to do but uh, and, but I think what the tour has done by going to this handicap in, index is they, they, they've kind of reversed where we've been at the tour championship the last few years. I think the way the FedEx comp points worked out is you had your average fan that really couldn't wrap their mind around all the different scenarios and what was going on. If you were an avid fan, you, you probably got it. 
Whereas now with this handicap index, I think it's going to go the other way. I think the average fan is going to look at a leaderboard and go, this is dumb. This is too simplistic. No, the so average fan is going to look at it and, and go, oh, Dustin Johnson's leading. Yeah, They're the not going to register in their mind. Well, no, he started with a four-stroke advantage. But the hardcore golf fan is going to be like, eh, it's going to take. The hardcore golf fan is going to do the math in his head and go, yeah, DJ shouldn't be leading exactly. right now. Right. Yeah, as an example. So I, I do think it's going to end up being a story. And it's going to be a story for a couple of years until the tour figures out how to work the kinks out of it. I don't think people ever get to the point that they're okay with this. Yeah, right. Well, I, I, the issue I've had with the FedEx Cup is, is the same issue I have with, with this new tour championship format, even though they've tried to, to go around it. The fact of the matter is you can win 10 times during this season, and if you go to the tour championship, on the first hole you have a birdie bogey swing with your playing partner. All of a sudden, your entire lead is wiped out. The, whatever good you've done to that point is negated after the very first hole yep. of 72 holes. That still is not right. You're still not crowning the best player potentially of the season. You can do 250 points. You can do 2,000 points. Whatever the formula is, two strokes is not the answer. One versus two. It's just not. That can, that can be negated in one hole. So to me, they haven't still, they've, they still want to have the best player of the season win the FedEx Cup. It, it this is not this. It's going to be the best the player of, of, of the week. It's whoever. Not even really necessarily of the three weeks. And potentially number 30 can, can, can play just lights out and get a ton of help, and number 30 can win. Yeah, that's, that's not going to happen. Uh, well, statistically, they figured out that it's no different now, statistically, for the number 30 guy at Eastlake to win the FedEx Cup as it was before. So however it is, they've right. crunched those numbers. It, but you, they're still hung up on crowning a season-long champion. It, playoffs was always the wrong way to. It, it should have word. never been called a Just playoff. It should have been a shootout. It's a three-event uh, shootout. Finals, whatever you wanted to call it. Playoff yeah. was always. It, it Do just, not call it a season-long champion. Just doesn't work in, in that concept. All right, one final look into the crystal ball from both of you. What event are you looking forward to the most? All right, uh, you're thinking. The, so it's, the, it's the open. The, the, it is. It, it's the, the open at Royal Port Rush because I've been there. And I know how awesome you've won it is. There, as you've mentioned, I have won there. I yes. am. I am currently. <laughs> I'm currently one and zero at Royal Portrush. So I. So I eagerly await. You got more my experience return. than Tiger. I think it's going to be spectacular. I think how it's going to look on TV is going to blow people away. I think it's going to be absolutely terrific, and I think all the majors are going to be. But that one, to me, is it's on my list. Yeah, I think that's just going to be. It's going to be so fun to be there for a week and a half, like we always do. Uh, with our, our little boondoggle beforehand. Uh, the answer is certainly not the 2019 President's Cup. Uh, I think that is safe to say, even if Tiger is a playing captain. Royal Melbourne might Houston be the best did. course they play next year in any event, but sure. I, I would agree with you. It's yeah, just yeah. it's not competitive, no. and it will not be a newsmaker. Please, please, please. Bad time uh, for me, the event by default, although I said 2018, I thought the Ryder Cup was a bigger deal than the Masters, and I would stick with that for 2018. I do believe in 2019 the Masters is back to its its 1A of being the best oh, tournament. Of so you're looking forward to the Masters the most, most or the Open? Uh, the Masters. Yeah, I can see that. Now, I'm, I'm going to go with Beth Page. I'm going to go with the PGA Championship, simply because those crowds... That's can, an answer that no one else would choose, so congrats to you. Well, you, those crowds can't be beat, and I just think that when you... You have an event that's being played in a new portion of the schedule. I think it's going to take on added importance where it is in the schedule, to be quite honest with you. And uh, if you factor in the New York crowds, it's going to be fun. Are the crowds going to be as boisterous when they're wearing ski caps and parkas? <laughs> well, I don't have that crystal ball. I can't tell you what the weather's going to be like. I'm just telling you what it's going to be I can give best. you a pretty good idea what it's going to be like. It's going to be in the 50s and potential for rain. 
says the Which guy from fine. New York? Yes. Uh, says, says, says the guy from New York. <laughs> I, I, and again, that'll probably be a newsmaker that we've, we're now looking at PGAs in May, and is, is that a good idea? Maybe, see, you're, you continue to look in your crystal ball. Good for you. <laughs> All right, that'll do it for us. Uh, I'm Rex, uh, Jake Coffin, Ryan Loudner. Thanks for checking out this GolfChannel.com podcast. For more, make sure to visit GolfChannel.com slash podcast or subscribe via most podcast providers. See you next time. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.